Hey guys, how's it going? So I have about 15-20 minutes here and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and jump on and enjoy a little bit of the Pilgrim's Progress. I just love taking some time every day and jumping into this story. And here the, for the past couple of days it's been in the afternoon. Well, almost afternoon. Anyways, I'm going to jump into the story here and go over some some of the uh, details that have, have been pretty interesting to me. So, uh, where we last left off was a Christian and hopeful having to stand up for what they believed and really losing some friends that they could have had along the way. and But for the sake of being honest to the faith and, and keeping their circle of people around them, uh, what they needed it to be, they said, no, what, hey, what you believe, this idea of only um, taking religion and taking the, the name of Christ when things are good, uh, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's wrong, and it's, it's something that we see all throughout Scripture as something that's extremely dangerous. And so uh, they've now left these men, and they continue walking, and it says, then Christian and hopeful outwent them again, and went till they had come to a delicate plain called Ease, where they went with much content. But that plain was but narrow, so they were quickly got over it. And that's all we get about this plain called Ease, uh, just a, a nice uh, level play, plain, I'm uh, sorry, a nice level uh, place to walk. But there is a note here from the author, he says, in this plain, some fall asleep and dream of sinless perfection. This is a time in the journey that isn't difficult. Uh, there's no, there wasn't any type of battles. There was no struggles with sin, no struggle with uh, wicked people around them, no struggle with f false teachings. Um, but it was a short, a very short time. But the author warns us. He says it's in this short time uh, many fall asleep and they dream of sinless perfection. And then he goes on to say a terrible example of which was Reverend John Wesley dreaming of this sinless perfection and talk in their sleep that they are free from sin and that it is destroyed root and branch so that it has no being in them. But real pilgrims go through this plane of ease fully sensible that they are still and ever will be sinners. And this is such a uh, so much, in such, and so much in such a small amount of words because uh, this is immediately what a lot of people jump to in conclusion when they say, "Hey, so a true believer do they th that w when someone's truly a child of God, they no longer are sinners, not at all. They are completely, uh, they're completely free from sin to the point they are." They live in now sinless perfection. And uh, that is a dangerous place to be. Let me make sure. There we go. Um, so, but that's that's all we get on this. He says um, John Wesley apparently uh, dreamed and spoke of this sinless perfection. Uh, I can't say that I know any more beyond what the author has written here. But... They get through this time of ease, and now they're on the farther side of that plain uh, where there was a little hill called Lucre. And in that hill, a silver mine, which some of them had formerly gone that way, but because of the rarity of it, 
had turned aside to see, but going to near the brink of the pit, the ground being deceitful under them, broke, and they were slain. Some also had been maimed there, and could not to their dying day be their own men again. This word of lucre is, uh, the Bible talks about filthy lucre. And then I saw in my dream that, then I saw in my dream that a little of the road over against the silver mine stood Demas, gentleman-like, to call passengers to come and see, who said to Christian and his fellow, Hey, turn aside hither, and I will show you a thing. What thing so deserving as to turn us out of the way to see it, said Christian. Well, here's a silver mine, said Demas, and some digging in it for treasure. If you will come with a little pains, you may richly provide for yourselves. Then said Hopeful, let us go see. Yeah, that sounds like something I want to be a part of. Just to just get out of the way for a little bit. Not I, said Christian. I have heard of this place before now, and how many have there been slain. Besides, that treasure is a snare to those that seek it, for it hindereth them in their pilgrimage. We have a note here from the author. He says, See the value of a faithful friend, but how few are those who act so faithfully. How few professors will bear it. What? Hold a man back from getting money? Oh, how few are aware that covetousness is idolatry. Therefore, attend to our Lord's double caution. Take heed and beware of covetousness. We're reminded in Luke chapter 12 and verse 15. Covetousness and a good friend. What a good friend Hopeful had. And this is the value of a faithful friend. Friends that we should seek to surround ourselves with who will point, point it out to us when we're heading the wrong direction and we begin to seek or desire to seek uh, wealth for whatever reason. And it seems like a good thing, right? Who would hold somebody back from getting money? Well, somebody who who truly sees the dangers of, of covetousness as, as it is idolatry. Then Christian called to Demas, saying, Is not this place dangerous? Hath it not hindered many in their pilgrimage? Well, not very many dangerous, except to those that are careless, said Demas. But withal he blushed as he spake. Then said Christian to Hopeful, Let us not stir a step, but still keep on our way. Hope, or Hopeful says, Well, I warrant you when Byans comes up, if he hath the same invitation as we, he will definitely turn in thither to see. Christian says, No doubt therefore, thereof, for his principles lead him that way. And a hundred to one, but he dies there. Then Demas called again, saying, But will you not come over and see? Then Christian roundly answered, saying, Demas, thou art an enemy to the right ways of the Lord, and of this way, and hast already, and hast been already condemned for thine own turning aside by one of his majesty's judges. I speaking of, uh, I think, Paul here, and, and Demas here. And why seekest thou to bring us into the like condemnation? Besides, if we at all turn aside, our Lord the King will certainly hear thereof, and will put there, and will there put us to shame, where we would stand with boldness before him. Demas cried again that he was also that he also was one of their fraternity, and that if they would t tarry just a little, he would himself walk with them. Then said Christian, What is thy name? Is it not the same by which I have called thee? 
Yes, my name is Demas. I am the son of Abraham. Christian says, I know you. Gehazi was your great-grandfather and Judas your father, and you have trodden their steps. It is but a devilish prank thou usest. Thy father was hanged for a traitor, and thou deservest no better reward. He's referring to Gehazi in, in 2 Kings chapter 5 and verse 20. Who uh, We can go ahead and turn there real quick. 2 Kings chapter 5 and verse 20. Oh, I know the story. This Gehazi was the servant. And uh, it says, But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, Behold, my master hath spared Naaman, his, the Syrian, and not receiving at his hands that which he brought. But as the Lord liveth, I will run after him and take somewhat of him. And then it goes on to say how uh, he went on to go after uh, Naaman, for that money. And in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 14. Matthew 26 and verse 14. How much, how much time are we? Matthew 26. 14 says. That this is a. And then one of the twelve. Called Judas Iscariot. Went into, unto the chief priest. And said unto them. What will you give me? And. I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. This isn't, uh, this isn't a, a unique mindset or a mindset that uh, is a rare one at all. It's something that every one of us have to watch for in ourselves and those around us. Their decisions are decisions of these people like, De and Demas obviously included, Demas, Judas, Gehazi, who no matter how good things get, no matter how obvious it is to choose the right way, to choose Christ over anything else, their decisions are motivated by money, uh, by carnality, by carnal desires. And he, Christian goes on to, uh, to admonish Demas. He says, Assure thyself that when we come to the king, we will do him word of this thy behavior. Thus they went their way. By this time, Bayend and his companions were come again within sight, and they at the first beck went over to Demas. Now, whether they fell into the pit by looking over the brink thereof, or whether they went down to dig, or whether they were smothered in the bottom by the damps that commonly arise, of these things I am not certain, but this I observed. This is what he saw, what happened to buy-ins. Uh, Mr. Buy-in, Mr. Love Money, Mr. Keep the World, all those guys. They stopped in when uh, Demas called him by and said, Hey, try, come over here, get some money. Get some silver. He says, This I observed, that they never were seen again in the way. Let's, uh, I, I want to... There's a song here that Christian sings. He says, By ends and silver Demas both agree. One calls and the other runs, that he may be a share in his lucre. So these do take up in this world and no farther go. We have a note here from the author. He says, Here you see the end of double-minded men who vainly attempt to temper the love of money with the love of Christ. They go on, apparently, in earnest for a season, but the end makes manifest what they were. Take David's advice. 
In Psalm chapter 37, verse 1, Fret not thyselves because of evildoers. Be not thou afraid when one is made rich, and the glory of his house is increased. This is a 66 and verse 16. But go thou into the sanctuary of thy God, read his word, and pray to understand the end of these men. This is so important because especially, and I'll go ahead and, and finish there, but uh, it's so important, you know, if you're on the internet at all, and or, you know, like uh, I am, I have, you know, business that I'm trying to push and trying to make sure people are aware of the services we provide here at Clean Cut. But the what comes along with that is all these other people, all these other voices and personalities that are shouting, you know, hey, look, you know, go after the money, do these things. And they and bring up the name of Christ. And they talk about the love of God and the love for people. And they talk about all these uh these principles, these Christian principles, but they seek after money. And I, I know there's been times where I've, I've looked and I've listened, and I've got, man, what's going on here? I, like, what? I don't understand. You know, these people are killing it out there, making all kinds of money. But what I love about this passage, this portion of, of the story that we've gone through is that we just have to be reminded that there is a group, there is this type of person that existed since the beginning of time who's, who is always willing to get in the way. Um, when I say get in the way, like get in the narrow way, if you will, they, they're willing to, to agree for a season to talk the talk and walk the walk for a little while. But the moment the opportunity comes up to make a decision to whether they will continue to serve Christ or serve money, they always serve money. And sometimes they try to do both at the same time, but it's impossible. In the end, you look at those people, the end, look at the end. Where do they end up? Do they end up with a life that glorifies Christ or is it a life that brings shame to the name of Christ? Uh, this is... Something that, you know, I love this this reminder from Psalms 37, verse 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Uh, don't, don't cause yourself to worry about these people who seem to take advantage. I know that God is watching, and in the end, uh, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And... Uh, do your best, as the author reminds us, as you, as you uh, are made aware of these types of truths, like I have been, um, and you learn these things, instead of immediately taking these to, to the people around you, um, because that's what I like to do. Uh, the the lesson is to, really, as we learn lessons and as we uh, understand truth, is to immediately go, search my heart check myself and see, is this something that I am guilty of? Is this something that um, I'm currently guilty of? Or, or when was I guilty of this? The fact is, uh, every one of us are going to struggle, right? Christian and hopeful are walking together, and hopeful would have listened. But fortunately for him, he had a good friend that God placed in his life to keep him from going that way. 
so there's a lot of dynamics here that I, I love, um, but I, I just have to keep reminding myself this is first personal, uh, first something that I first need to apply in my own life and accept and examine for myself and then um, hopefully encourage others by sharing uh, what I have learned uh, to, to help me. So hope that's been encouragement. Uh, it hasn't been too long today. But uh, thank you so much for uh, for joining along. And just so you know, if you do uh, go, if you do listen to the uh, audio version or download any of the audio podcast, I'm not able to get all those up every single time I upload. So you'll see like a batch of 10 or 15 go up at a time. I'm trying to streamline that process, but I just want to make sure uh, you're aware of that. So anyways, guys, thank you so much. And uh, God bless. I hope you all have a great day. Take care.